Good morning, good people. How are you feeling? Well, I'm saying good morning, but I don't know what time you're listening to this. Uh, welcome to the Coach Vaughn Podcast. I'm Vaughn Carlo, aka Coach Vaughn, and Coach Vaughn is on. I'm saying good morning because it's the morning for me. I am up on a bright Monday morning, um, getting ready to do the damn thing. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm still on my seven day, uh, all fruits, all vegetable, raw diet. Uh, I believe I'm in day number four or five and I had a couple of cheat moments, but for the most part, I have been doing pretty good. The first day was wow. It was so hard, but it wasn't because of the food. I I didn't figure this out until the next day. I thought I had this major migraine headache because, you know, of the change of food, but it was the caffeine and the sugar. Oh my God. I went through withdrawal. I had a headache for like two days straight. The first day was massive. Like I my I had to squint my eyes. My head was hurting so bad. Um, no coffee, no sugar, no junk food. And I have been really bad to my body recently in terms of junk food. So I got through the first two days. And by the third day, I was like, okay, I'm fine. You know, I could do this. But like I said, I had a couple of cheat moments, but for the most part, I've been doing pretty good and I'm feeling more energetic and uh, less crazy. Well, I don't know if I'm going to say I feel less crazy. (laughs) I think the crazy side of me is just part of me and it's going nowhere. (laughs) But no, I'm, I'm feeling better. I'm feeling more energetic. I'm feeling less dependent on crutches like I I, sometimes you feel like oh let me grab this cup of coffee before I I go to work or before I go on this audition or before I go you know wherever you're going you feel like you have to grab that cup of coffee or that Red Bull or I don't know that cocaine what is your vice I don't know Um, whatever you feel like you have to grab you feel like you have to grab it before you do anything and when you just cut it out and you leave it alone you realize you're not so dependent on that thing as you thought you were. That could apply to people as well. That could apply to relationships, friendships, uh, your puppy, your cat, I don't know, whatever you're attached to that you feel like you cannot live without. Um, Chances are that you can live without it and you're just being dramatic. Um, but your feelings are valid when it comes to people. I don't want to marginalize that at all because, you know, we all go through that in relationships and even like our, you know, I'm, I'm going through that right now with the Knicks. I have to be honest. My relationship with the Knicks are, it, it's just been on edge for a while. I was reading you know, scrolling along my timeline and, you know, social media and the internet can drive you nuts. I've, I've kind of given myself a break this past week and put myself on chill mode on Instagram and, and not so much t- Twitter as I have Instagram, but I don't know, just, just giving myself a little chill pill because you could almost feel dependent on the internet and with net neutrality, 
um, the internet's not going to go away. People were like, oh, we're going to lose the internet. No, we're not going to lose the internet. It's going to be um, regulated, much like television. Um, I don't claim to be an expert. I know, you know, a little bit about what's going on. I've read a few things. And, and basically, in a nutshell, what it sounds like to me is right now, we can just see everything. We can do everything. There's hardly any rules, um, except, of course, trial by social media and society that decides that you're guilty because they just feel like it. But that's a whole nother topic. And, and speaking about what's going to happen with the Internet, it just they're going to control it. A few people, um, as opposed to the masses, are going to control the content and that you can see. So if you think about it in terms of television, right now you have your cable packages or your Hulus or however you're watching television these days. But just to keep it simple in my mind and explanation, um, it's like cable television. Some people uh, have all the channels and they have that very high premium platinum package and they're paying, I don't know, two, $300 a month. Cable is expensive as hell. I got pretty much the basic crap and it's, <laughs> I don't know, it's expensive. It's over a hundred dollars. But, um, it, if you can't afford the premium package, you don't, get to see certain things you're not going to have HBO and Showtime some people have never watched power uh, and I don't think that it's because they don't like power that would be insane power uh, on stars 50 cents show it's one of the best shows out there it's one of my favorites anyway but some people have never seen it Probably because they just don't want to. But I'm going to say it's because they can't afford stars. Uh, I can't afford stars. I'm one of those people that when, you know, or when, when power's not on, I don't have stars because I'm not looking at anything else on stars, right? So when you think about what's going to happen with the internet, it's going to be pretty much like your cable packages. You're going to have access to things that you can afford to have access to. Everything's not going to be free. Some stuff is going to be free. There's already ads running on everything and all the la-di-da. We get it. The scary part to me is right now, let's take police brutality as an example. There has been people that literally would think that, you know, black folks, oh, we're just crazy. This doesn't happen. You know, there's no systemic racism. There's no racism at all. It just doesn't exist. That was so long ago. Really? It was so long ago. Okay. Uh, my grandmother died when she was 96 years old. So that means she was born. Um, she died in 2012. So I believe she was born like 1916. She lived how many years, pull out your calculator, people, how many years before um, the civil rights movement, right? So just, just that little bit gives you some perspective, like, wow, it really wasn't that long ago. That's my, my dad's mom, born in 1916, you know, didn't have freedoms. And her mother and father was just they were right next to slavery the end of it so what are people saying when they say oh that was so long ago 
that's never happened. That's not real. Uh, well, they, not that it's not real, but it's just so long ago that it's no longer relevant. Uh, well, 48 years, uh, approximately, almost 50 years, my grandmother was on earth before the civil rights movement happened. Think about that. You know, so there are people alive that still don't believe that basically that black people aren't human. We're subhuman that so you look at these pictures right these old pictures of slavery when they 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 hang black people and and they're standing there like like it's a trophy well that's because they they didn't you know believe that black people are human beings they're like animals like the a black person hanging is no on on the a tree and they're standing next to it you know taking pictures and smiling with their family is no different than a fisherman on a boat hanging up that big fish he just caught or a, a deer that they just shot it was no different and there are are a lot of people still alive that those principles that they were taught are still just in them how old is our president, guys? How old is Donald Trump? Let's just do the math. You know what I'm saying? It's it, it, it seems like a long time ago. And you just can't believe that people would believe that. But, you know, it, Trump was born in the 40s, right? Like 1946, 47. I don't know. He's in his 70s or 70-whatever. I'm not going to look it up. You get my point. So there were people who didn't believe that police brutality was a thing you know and then you start seeing for yourself these videos of unarmed black men being shot and killed and arrested all of these things are like right in your face right the internet is right there and it's so unbelievable to some people that they'll even call it fake news like we're at that point with the internet that everything is just fake news. Like we have all this information right in front of us and we still don't know the truth. It's amazing. So moving forward, I don't really, I can't really foresee exactly what's gonna happen with the internet and information and, and, and it, it, all of this stuff that's going on. But I know that um, before any change there's always chaos and it seems like we're in a chaotic state but it's really weird to me because I watch the news like I, I've, I haven't watched the news in probably three days I had to give myself a break I'm losing my mind guys I don't know if you're on the, in the same boat as me but it you you watch the news and you're like oh my god you know even when you're watching ESPN of course politics is spilling all over sports these days so you can't really escape it but and you're scrolling along your timeline you're going to see what's going on so it's not like I don't know what's going on in the world but I have given myself a little break from watching the news and it's just weird to me because you you watch everything that's going on if you if, if you look at the news and you scroll along the internet and social media you'll you feel like the world is in complete chaos and then you walk out the door and you just if you just stand at the corner and look around nothing's happening <laughs> for the most part 
you get on the train, you get on the subway, you know, I'm here in New York, wherever you guys are listening from, you know, I assume, you know, I'm in New York City in Manhattan and you get on the subway and you look around and everything's pretty normal, you know, and it's just weird to me. I, 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 I observe everything. And, you know, these, these kids and these people get on the train and they're singing and they're dancing and they're doing their thing. And, and a lot of these people are looking at them like they're trash and, you know, they're singing and they're dancing on the subway and they're collecting money and they're just trying to, you know, get a buck. Very talented, super talented people. You want to see real talent. You want to see a real show. Just ride the subway for five minutes. The other day I get on the subway and there was this, you know, white guy with the accordion doing a very, very mediocre <laughs> rendition of um, a Christmas song that we all love. And uh, there were, there were these white people that just five minutes ago was looking at these black kids who were singing their heart out. Like, I mean, they could sing like boys, the men, you know what I'm saying? Looking at them like they were trash. And then this white guy gets on and he does this very mediocre performance with an accordion and they were smiling and, and singing along and, and digging in their pockets, giving money and saying, Hey, you're, you're so talented and you're so great. But it was just weird to me how they looked at these young kids with, with a little annoyance as if, ugh, we don't want to hear this. And it made me sad because it's just like five minutes ago, you were looking at these, these very extremely talented kids with venom. Like you just wanted them to stop like, oh my God, here go these beggars again. And then this guy gets on the next stop. The kids get off and this guy with the accordion who God bless him, you know, he was given his all, but he was <laughs> talent is in the ear of the beholder, I guess. Um, but anyway, <sighs> what's going to happen guys? We don't know, but you feel like you can't live without something until you take it away from yourself. Right. And I've taken some what of a break from the news and somewhat of a break from the social media internet and somewhat of a break from food and all of these things in my life that I think I'm so dependent on and you just have to prove to yourself that you can live you can survive without these things that you're dependent on right and everything is okay. Like I was saying, it's weird to me. This seems like the world is in an uproar. It's, it's crazy. And then you get outside and it's like, hey, no one's fighting on this block. Everything is okay. Um, even like with the fires in California, I forget who said this to me recently, but one of my um, comedian friends, I believe, was like, yeah, who was it? Oh, I think it was Allie. Shout out Allie Brain. But, um... Yeah, we were hanging out at the cellar the other day. We did two shows together and um, was hanging out and talking about all of this stuff. And, and she was like, yeah, you know, I, I think it was Allie who said it. If I'm not, forgive me. Um, a lot has been going on in just life uh, these days. And, and I'm, you know, forgetting 
like little things and remembering big things. Um, but anyway, uh, whoever I was talking to, we were talking about exactly what I'm talking about right now. And like with the fires in California, they were like, yeah, I, I got to California and like everyone's calling me like, <laughs> are you okay? And she was looking around like, I don't see any fires. <laughs> it's like, if you watch the news, it looks like the entire <laughs> state of California is burning down. Um, but it, it was really, you know, a, a horrible thing. You know, I'm not making light of it at all. And people lost their homes and, and, and animals were dying and people were, it, it was just, it was really a mess. But it was a contained mess. They took care of it. And, um, you know, you live to fight another day. I, and just getting back to my relationship with the Knicks has just been teetering. I was scrolling along and, you know, it was time for Mello to come back to the garden the other day, OKC against the Knicks. And I, I actually saw a few people like you be, boo, we're going to boo Carmelo. And I'm like, hold up. You're not going to boo Carmelo Anthony when he comes into the garden. Are you sick and twisted and, and just, uh, you need a lesson in sportsmanship and, and just humanity in general. You're going to boo the one superstar that came here pretty much still in his prime to give New York a shot and was forced to engage in this freaking triangle. You know, you you can't understand how happy I am that Phil Jackson is gone. From day one when he got here, I said, the triangle is not going to work. It's not going to work with the Knicks. Not because it's a good system or whatever. You could argue that point all day. It won championships, da 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 whatever. I knew day one it wasn't going to work. Why? Number one, Phil Jackson did not come here as a coach. He was not the coach on the floor teaching the triangle and implementing all of the things that you need. Okay? You can't coach from the office. So people who were excited about that, I'm like, dude, this isn't going to work out, but whatever. Um, moving forward, Carmelo Anthony came here, you know, the trickle down effect of, you know, uh, Amari Sotomayor, when he first came, kind of gave the Knicks that fire and that, that new boost. But when Melo came, he was still, like, Amari got blessed on, but his back was already, it was already a wrap. Like Amari did great, much respect to Amari. Yeah, much respect, but you know, he, he wasn't in his prime. Mello came here with still, he still, Mello still it might be in his last days, um, and counting, but he still got a lot in him. So when he came here, he, he had a lot in him and he gave a lot to the Knicks and never quite really got that respect I think you know it's like being in a relationship with someone who's just like well an, an entitled relationship like you this is just what you do sort of like what LeBron has been pretty much his whole career like LeBron is 
amazingly getting better and better right before our eyes and people just look at it almost like ah it's just what he does like it's not even appreciated when Carmelo Anthony was here for the Knicks like dude come on he took the Knicks to the playoffs and got us out the first round yeah knocked out in the second round by 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 the pace there was just no answer for for the pacers big men and all that stuff we i'm not even going to live in the past in this conversation basically what i'm saying is um you're not gonna boo mellow 62. what happened to the knicks fan base i blame michael rapaport for everything <laughs> getting people all hyped like they could disrespect LeBron and you know just I'm kidding when I say I blame Michael Rappaport for everything but you know you get what I'm saying if you're in tune with what's going on in in basketball and and the Knicks and all of that and Michael Rappaport and LeBron you you get that joke but you're gonna boo Carmelo Anthony when he when he I, I was disgusted when I was reading some of those post and thank god that you know for the most part that's not what happened uh he was honored and and it it wasn't a big explosion like i would have wanted it to be when carmelo anthony hit the floor i would want it to be a huge explosion the knicks has they have not seen a superstar like Carmelo Anthony in a while. And, you know, when they, they won that playoff series, you know, got out the first round, and then the following year, you know, it, it, it was really different. And people are like, oh, Melo sucks, whatever. But it, you, you can't really blame it all on Melo. It, it never ceases to amaze me that, you know, while it may be one man's team, as they like to say, it's Melo's team, it's LeBron's team. Yeah, but it's still five people on the floor. You know, there's still that six man on the bench. It's still the coach. There is a, basketball is one of the most beautiful displays of team effort it, that there is. So you can't just go, Oh, it was Mello, and now Mello sucks. No, there was a lot of factors. One of the biggest factors in the difference of those two seasons, the season where they they won all those games and got out the first round of the playoffs, was Jason Kidd. If you remember, Jason Kidd retired the next season. That was Jason Kidd's last season was with the Knicks. He was a coach and then and then he went on, you know, in his next season to be a coach. And he was a coach on the floor in the point guard point guard position with the Knicks and working extremely well with Carmelo Anthony. That was a fun season and much respect to that entire team, but especially to Melo. So for you to say boo him, you're not a Knicks fan. And if this is the Knicks fan base, I'm giving my resignation. I can't be a part of that. I've been a Knicks fan for years, uh, primarily because I love New York and I love basketball. So it just makes sense that New York is my team. I'm from Pittsburgh. We don't have a, a team in our city. Our default team is the Cavaliers. Um, but for me, I've, I'm a Knicks fan. 
It's not a big secret. But I'm not good. I don't want to be a part of. I don't want to be a part of that. And you could kind of tell. Um, I used to be so on point with the Knicks and my predictions. And if you follow me on Twitter the other day, I I tweeted that the Knicks were going to get their asses handed to them by OKC. <laughs> but they went on ahead and, and they won that game. <laughs> and I'm laughing so hard because some people that do follow me, they were like, hey, <laughs> uh, they love calling me out when I'm wrong. Because I, I tweeted, you know, last time when Mello was at the garden and he wasn't smiling because Mello came out on the floor and he had that serious, you know, I'm a, I'm a put in work today face hoodie mellow. He had his hoodie on. I was like, Oh snap. <laughs> the Knicks is going to get it from hoodie mellow. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I said the last time mellow hit the garden floor with that face, he dropped 62, but for the Knicks, you know, well, you know, such was not the case. Ha ha. I'm always right sometimes, you know, so I'm still right when I'm wrong, but I'm wrong when I'm right, right? <laughs> anyway, it was a bittersweet moment for me too, Carmelo Anthony, to see, you know, Melo back in the garden. It, 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 it tugged at my heart, man. It made me think just overall and you know just hearing his interview and and his honesty with being back at the garden and and his love for the city and and being able to see you know his family that he doesn't really he doesn't he don't he don't get to see and he, he said you know my wife being there to support me is a big thing and and we know what happened with their whole drama and it looks like they're still married but um who knows if they're working it out or whatnot I would hope so. I love them as a family. I love black love, you know, and, and they're one of those couples that you want to see make it despite whatever has gone on, you know, it's, you just, you, it, love is not easy and you, you want to see certain people make it. There are a couple that I would love to see work things out and make it, but you know, just, just listening to the interview and seeing what's going on it, you can assume that, you know, Lala is here in New York and or LA doing her thing and he's in, you know, doing his thing with OKC. So it was, it was a bittersweet moment for me as well, you know, watching him in the interviews and talk about how much he loved the city and, and what it feels like to be back in New York. And it just, it, it just makes me think about that made me think about the things that I'm going through right now and having to let go. And it, it just shows a certain amount of strength. If you can, if you're in a position where you have to let things go, even something is so wonderful as a, a relationship that you want to have, but maybe right now you cannot have that relationship. You cannot have that person. You cannot have that donut. Put it down. Put down the cake. No more cake for you, anime. No more cake. Don't eat the cake, anime. Don't eat the cake. <laughs> if you can fight through, you know, and and still, you know, do, do what you have for yourself. Basketball is what Carmelo Anthony has for himself. Much like me, comedy 
doing stand-up is what I have for myself. So no, no matter what's going on, you know, with with my family life and and um, gaining or, or losing people in your life, gaining or losing food in your life, whatever it is, if you can go through what you're going through, but still, still manage to get out on that floor or on that stage or whatever it is you do for your your passion, your profession, then you're proving yourself to be strong, that you are not dependent on anything but yourself. So it's like look within for that strength. You can't look to another person, even the, if that other person is your husband or your wife or your best friend or your 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 children, your mom, your dad, whatever you're leaning on, lean on yourself, you know, cause everything outside of yourself is temporary. You're not temporary. As long as you're living and breathing, you got yourself. And I've been going through it just to say the least and and I'm still managing to get on stage and to have good sets and to do good work and to have that focus and on stage is really the only place I have that peace where everything that's going on in life I could set it to the side for a moment and have some clarity and some joy and some peace and I think that's what just looking at Carmelo Anthony, even they, even though they lost the game, whatever, you 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 could just see it in his eyes. You you could see that uh, eyes are the window to the soul. There's there's some pain behind those eyes, but he is still moving forward and doing his best in his games, and that's all you could ask for for yourself as a person. Just do the best you can. And, and try to do right by people along the way. But you can survive without anything as long as you're living and breathing. You know, and, and I don't know if you're religious or not religious, but for me, you know, I believe in God and it's like insert Jesus into your life. And, and thank God I have my best friend and, and who I call my sister autumn who keeps me grounded and, and re- reminds me when when I'm going through very very difficult times of these very things that I'm talking about you have it in you you get up and you walk out that door every single day and you survive whether you feel like you're not surviving or not you're surviving and this is that time of year when things are difficult and I want to send out all of my prayers and all of my blessings to all of my listeners and everybody and followers on Twitter and Instagram and everything, because I'm going through it too. Let's get through it together. You know what I mean? Let's get through it together and be positive and just know that you, you wake up in the morning, you got yourself and lean lean on God but you know when I say God it's it's within it's it's look within 
your your spirituality whatever you believe in is within look within and do good work do good by yourself put your mask on first before you try to help others but always 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 help others and always listen to the coach Vaughn podcast and spread the word and cheer to others by telling them about coach Vaughn podcast go to coachvonpodcast.com for all links to my social media instagram twitter um listen to my station head uh listen to me uh where's the podcast we're on itunes stitcher misfits network uh, soundcloud laughable and just right here on my website if you go to coachvon.com or coachvonpodcast.com, you can listen right on my website. Just click that big old picture of me, um, the the Coach Vaughn podcast picture, and you can listen right there. You don't need any of these apps that are we going to have to pay for all of this stuff? What's going on with net neutrality? I, I think Cher and like some other famous people quote out like, why is people not freaking out? Well, because there's so much going on in the world that you have to freak out about that you just take a break from freaking out because you start to feel like it's just going to become another hashtag. All of the, th- all of these uh, crazy things going on in the world just become another hashtag that you care about until it's time to care about the next hashtag. And then you take a look at if you hashtag everything that you're supposed to be um, caring about right now, there's no characters left in Twitter, even though they've given us double the amount of characters. They're not enough characters <laughs> to state the outrage. That is it outrage? Do we care? Where are we, people? I don't know. But I, I certainly am a person that love people. And I want, I want everyone to love each other as human beings. If we could just get some of those people to the place where they actually believe that black people and other minorities are actually people and not these subhuman, almost animals. Like, dude, you're an animal too. But, um... That's another episode for another day. This one is a wrap. We did it again. We had another great moment. I hope you guys are feeling in good cheer and good spirit. Um, My prayers and blessings are out to you and yours and your family. I'm still, you know, let's go Knicks. I still have my Knicks hat on as we speak. However, you know, it's starting to get very hard. That's all I'm saying. It's getting very difficult. Uh, But we'll see what happens. I'll be back here again with you guys next week on Monday. If you haven't listened to all of the episodes, please, please, please catch up before we get too far and too deep in. Um, Listen to episode one through now and catch up with everything that I'm doing. And come see me, you know, tonight, if you're listening to this today, Monday, um, December 18th. I'm at Dangerfields tonight performing stand-up comedy and also at Caroline's, I think. If you if you follow me on my social media, I usually post where I'm going to be. Um, I have shows every night this week and a few more leading up to the end of the year. I'm at Dangerfields tonight and also I am at Dangerfields next Tuesday. 
So if you want to see me do stand-up comedy, there's two dates for you right there. Okay. All right. So come out and check me out. And I, I'm, I'm done. And I hope you have a very, very blessed day. Coach Vaughn out.